All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. What's going on? Uh, it is Dana and Anthony. We are back with you guys for another session of Health Talk with the Mots. Hey, 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 guys. Uh, although we're still branching out into other territories and exploring other uh, topics and subjects that interest you guys. And so uh, before we get into tonight's topic, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who's been listening to our previous podcast. And following along with us on our uh, wellness and lifestyle journey, I think that's what has transformed more into uh, more than just being about you know, oils and wellness, right? So on this show, we do a little bit of both. We talk about you know, uh, topics on how we can improve in our, our health, our lifestyle, uh, to support ourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, just to be able to help as many individuals as possible. So once again, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us. Um, so tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between uh, lifestyle and diet. Because I, I feel like we, we hear that term thrown around quite a bit, right? You know, when people want to make changes in their lives or something traumatic happens and and now all of a sudden it's what? Like, I'm going to go on a diet or I want to lose a certain amount of weight. So I'm going to go on a diet. Um, like, what are, what are your thoughts on that, Dana? I think it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and, and then I'll chime in and, and tell you kind of why I asked that question. Um, so for me, I think in general, um, diets can be kind of a cop out. Like, I feel like um, certain things can seem as fads and people get excited about it and it's like, oh, this is the new wave, like let's jump on that. But I think it's important to kind of define the difference between diet and lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I just think it's one of those things that's thrown around so often. I was actually listening to a podcast earlier and it was talking about, um, I think it was actually entitled uh, Having to Do Something with Perfection and How in our society today, we focus so much on trying to have like the perfect diet for our situation, uh, so much so that sometimes it's, it's to our own detriment. And the, the doctor that was on this show was pretty much explaining um, how he's helped numerous people to deal with their issues or, you know, cure certain uh, conditions just by changing certain lifestyle habits, not necessarily just what they were we're eating. So, um, I mean, from your definition, like, what would you say, like, okay, what would you classify as a diet? You know? So diet really, um, would be a temporary change that you make. Um, so there's some different diets that um, are pretty popular right now that many people have, um, dove into. Um, and it's interesting to me because a lot of times with these diets, you know, maybe you're counting points or you're, you know, weighing a certain amount of food and things like that. But then it's like, oh, but on the weekends I'm free <laughs> or, you know, so then it's like, well, it's not really a way of life for you. It's just, you know, a couple of days I do this or when I'm feeling like it, it does it. So I think to me, um, a lot of times when people are talking about weight management and things like that. Um, they kind of jump on that whole diet train. Um, but I feel like it doesn't yield lasting results. Yeah, I, I will say it's pretty interesting because I, I know I'm one of those people that 
like when I'm really, really heavy into the gym and, you know, trying to put on some mass and some size, um, you know, like I'll, I'll research like what is the diet for, uh, you know, putting on more lean muscle. And so I, I just think it's interesting kind of to your point, because there will be, you know, you can have this many grams of protein and you know this many grams of, of fats. And me being the person that I am, I'm like, I'm not counting any of that, you know. So sometimes, you know, I might feel like, well, I'm not getting the desired result. And I know why it's it's because I'm not the type of person that's willing to commit to a diet to, you know, to having specific foods that I can and cannot eat. You know? Well, and I would say that with certain people's personality, it might just well be that you do need to weigh certain things and you do need to look at because maybe there's issues where you don't have self-control with certain things and you don't realize that you're intaking so much of something so i can see the benefits of you know weighing certain things or looking out for certain things but also to a certain extent i would just say um that's a little bit different though than when we're again comparing diet and lifestyle so if it's a way of life for you to ensure certain um things that's different than just a diet where again it's a fad thing you do it for a little bit and then it's not a way of life for you yeah i totally agree really quickly are those fireworks i'm pretty sure those are fireworks okay so for those who don't know most of our podcasts we do record at night after the kids have gone to bed uh, and it is right before Fourth of July weekend, so people are going crazy with their fireworks. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but okay, so you hit on something that was actually pretty interesting, and and, and I almost feel like this podcast that I listened today, and, and we had decided to talk about this earlier in the week, right? Um, but the podcast that I listened to today, it just it hit on all those points. So one of the other things that it was mentioned why sometimes people have a hard time with uh, diet is because it dictates what you can and cannot have mm-hmm. so like say a person for instance they want uh, maybe they have a huge problem with sweets and you know when when someone's not monitoring like what you're taking in like we might have certain foods that we feel guilty about but it's just us right it's just us that knows that we feel that way about it so one of the things that was saying that was uh interesting me interesting to me was like take sweets so like a person who might love their sweets, um, maybe has like bonbons or whatever that they keep in their their pantry, or uh, you know they might buy cake or donuts or something that they keep in the house, and it might be something that they struggle with. So it was just saying like how it's different where, let's say you're out and about and you stop at like Starbucks or something like that, and you like whatever pastry they have there Um, and maybe that's like your staple like maybe they have like a really good muffin that you like to eat or or donut or what have you the difference is unless you're stopping at starbucks every day and having that donut every day like usually you're going to be more infrequent with something like that Hmm. you know whereas when when we go grocery shopping and we don't have a habit of choosing you know, healthy foods on our own, like we will buy things and bring them into the house that we know that we struggle with, right? Yeah. So, you know, using the example of sweets, like we know that we have like no self-control with sweets, but we'll buy like the Intamin's cake anyway and put it in the house. 
and then like we'll eat the whole thing in, in one day and then go buy some more, you know? So it's just, it's really interesting how, you know, really like the, the mental thought process kind of plays into, you know, plays into it a little bit there. No, I definitely agree that um, there's definitely a mental connection between um, food and our mind. Um, Cause again, we talk a lot about um, the microbiome and uh, the gut and how really you have um, different uh, neural paths that actually are again connected to um, emotions and feelings and things like that. So I definitely, definitely could see that. But again, when we go back to like diet versus lifestyle, I feel like for me, so sweets is something that like I crave and I enjoy and I like. Um, but one, I don't even feel tempted when I go shopping to buy those things at yeah, all. Yeah, we don't keep them in the house. <laughs> like, but I don't even feel tempted. Like, there isn't a part of me that's like, oh yeah, my goodness, I feel get me. <laughs> the, well, what I'm trying to say, so there isn't a part of me that is like, oh, I want that thing. I'm longing for that thing because my lifestyle doesn't dictate that that's a part of what I do. So for me, while yes, I want sweet things, my sweetness might be, um, you know, having a chia seed pudding or something like that with fruit. Like, so even though, yes, I am still satisfying a sweet. Like it's going to be with more natural sweetness, even if I try to eat some of those things that are a little more unhealthy and they're sweet, it doesn't even taste good because that isn't part of my lifestyle. And I think that, again, is where you've adopted something and it becomes a part of you versus where sometimes a diet can just be simply something that you do sporadically and it's not really a part of you. Um, and I really think that's one of the key things that makes the difference when it's a part of you, even if you know, like, oh, yeah, I would enjoy that or I used to enjoy that. It just doesn't it doesn't fit in the course that you're going. in. Yeah. I, and I definitely say, um, you know, when you're comparing the two, you know, it, it does start with like a mental conscious decision. Um because another example that I think of is, is okay, so sometimes like we'll, we'll eat something that's bad for us, right? And then justify that, okay, I know this is bad and I probably shouldn't have it, but I really, really wanted it. And so I'm going to eat it anyway. So to me, what that says is and that mentally at that point, a person hasn't made a conscious decision that, oh, like, I don't want to deal with the negative effects of these types of decisions. You know, like we live in a society where um, because we, we need that instant gratification, like we will do something that's totally bad for us, but then say, well, I'll deal with the consequences when they show up. So that, that brings me back to uh, kind of the point of like when I used to work in the medical field and how we would a lot of times see patients who we're finally dealing with the ramifications of like, you know, leading a certain lifestyle that was not healthy and then trying to correct things like down the road, you know? So I just, I think it's interesting because at that point, you know, you got people that are in their 50s, 60s and 70s, and now they're being told like, you have to completely change your diet or go on a diet, you know, and maybe this person has never done so in their life, you know? So at that point it becomes, 
really, really difficult for them to make those changes. Or even if they're told like, hey, now it's time to change your lifestyle, like it's a total radical change for them, you know, mm -hmm. something that they're not uh, entirely used to. So I just, I think about, you know, like the, the benefits of making a lifestyle choice in, in a decision instead of just trying to say, I'm going to try this diet, you know, and see how it works out for me. Like when you make a lifestyle decision, like you're all the way in, right? You know, that's mm -hmm. like jumping into the deep end of the pool, you know? Whereas I, I feel like the whole diet mental aspect is like, well, let me dip my toes in the water. And if I don't like it, then I'll just step back out on the side of the pool. And interesting enough, um, researchers say that nearly 70% of all dieters regain all their weight back. Um, so again, it doesn't prove a successful long term. So even if temporarily they might lose a little weight here and there, it doesn't last. Um, I even remember, um, I think it was, what it was that weight loss show, The Biggest Loser? Yeah. Okay. That so, was one of them. So even in that show, like, the producers are like, hey, like, if you're really looking to make lasting lifestyle changes, you probably won't win at this tournament. Like, because the idea is you to speedily lose this weight, but when you look at the stories of many of those people that were on that show, they all gained it back. Oh, yeah. And it's because they weren't taught lifestyle changes. They were taught maybe how to get that weight off quickly, but then when they go home and they're by themselves and they haven't addressed some of the mental connections and they haven't addressed some of what can I replace for this and um, how can my life look a little bit different, then they revert back. And I, and, I, and I shouldn't say all of them reverted back, but there was such a large percentage of it. And the fact that the producers are even saying like, hey, so like if you want to win, like this is the reality of it because they were experts in their fields. Um, so I think that's really interesting to think about too. Um, we can't just do something temporarily and think that we're going to have long-term uh, effects. Yeah, that makes me think about... Um like like as you were saying that I, I really thought about this point so think about like um movie actors who like have to do like a strenuous um you know diet and exercise routine like to get in shape for a certain part of the movie like like when you see yeah. them like after that movie like they have like ballooned up you know mm -hmm. and it's because like they're committed to a short period of time of making these drastic changes that they don't like like it's yeah. not like in line with their core values. So like, uh, you know, like I listened to some of the interviews and, and read some of the interviews of, of some of these stars after they finished, uh, you know, filming for a movie and they're like, oh my God, thank God I can have pizza again. Or, you know, <laughs> like they go back to their normal routine or whatever their normal status quo is. So, you know, I, I guess it just solidifies the point that, that we've been saying is, and, and not saying that, you know, those who choose to diet that you're doing something wrong, but I mean, you know, cause any change that you make for the better of your body, the betterment of your body is going to be good. Right. But I just think that there's a better way to do it when it comes to, you know, lifestyle, because, you know, your lifestyle is, is all encompassing. So it's, it's more than just what you eat and drink. Right. You know, 
Like, so here's a question. So if I'm one that has tried diet after diet, after diet, after diet, and I've still reverted back to the same thing. And I'm now listening to this and I'm like, you know what? I want to make some lifestyle changes. But every time I try to take these little steps, I revert back. What advice would you give a person to actually make solid, lasting lifestyle changes? So I, I think an individual would have to look at what is the trigger? Like what causes me to break the cycle? Like when I have said, okay, this is it. I'm going for it. Like I'm going to make these changes. Um, and then they start to fall off the wagon or fall off the horse. Like look at what's causing you to fall off the horse, you know, because sometimes it may not even be something physical. I mean, it could be something, you know, mental or emotional. So let's say like, you know, you were doing really, really well. And then something happened at your job, you know, like you got into it with your boss or whatever, and you were depressed that day or for a week or so or whatever. And all of a sudden it caused you to break the cycle that you had already committed to and that you were doing so well at. And I, I like, I, I honestly, I feel like once you break your cycle or break your routine, um, not saying that you can't course correct, but it's going to be that much more easier to do it again going forward. So like, I, I would say like, definitely look at, you know, what, what worked in the past and like what didn't work, you know, like what caused me to fall off the wagon and, and try to identify those uh, in advance. And then secondly, I would say, you know, decide what it is that you really want, you know, what you're looking to get out of it. Because, you know, I know that there were some people who ultimately they wanted to lose weight. Um, but take, for example, people like us, like we're tiny people, you know, so like that, that's not my motivation at all for, for doing it. And you have uh, individuals that have, you know, chronic diseases that, you know, are inflamed by, you know, just bad eating habits or bad lifestyle habits. Maybe they don't want to uh, be in constant pain or be in that constant situation. So, you know, look at, you know, what is your end result that you're really aiming for and decide whether that is, is really worth it, you know, because if, if what you're really going for is not, um, if you don't really value it, then you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I would say to start small, I feel like sometimes when you can look only at the end goal, um, then it becomes overwhelming. So definitely have, this is where I want to be. And it might seem so huge and unattainable, but this is where I want to be. And then work backwards and figure out what small steps you need to make in order to get to that big goal and reward yourself every time you hit those little small goals. So maybe for instance, um, it is starting with, I'm going to be active for 30 minutes. So it might be you wake up a little bit earlier and you go walking every single day. And then after your walk, set that reward. So maybe when you come back from your walk, you're going to have a fruit smoothie or something that's going to, you're looking forward to, or, um, I wouldn't personally look forward to this, but maybe it's a coffee or something like that, whatever that reward is. So then your brain is kind of wired to know if I finish this 30 minutes, like I get my reward. Yeah. Make sure it's not counterproductive. To what you're <laughs> trying to do. Like, I used to have a bad habit of like, I'm going to the gym. And then like 
they had Red Robin like right next to the gym. So I'm like, uh, now I'm gonna go get a double decker hamburger <laughs> with French fries and a milkshake, you know. So just make sure it's not counterproductive. But it still should be a reward. I will say it still should be a reward, not counterproductive, but it still should be a reward. Absolutely, absolutely. And oh, did I, did I cut you off? Okay, so it was the other thing I was thinking about because I was uh, I was reading an article too. I mean, it's it's just here in the West, like we have a different mentality when it comes to self care, mm-hmm. and so like some of you know even even the illnesses and and you know, um, you know, the obesity rates here in America are extremely high. And it's not just related to all the processed food, you know, so it's not just a a diet issue. Like from the article that I read, like it's more of an issue of people are not taking care of themselves, like in all areas. So they're not getting enough sleep. They're certainly not drinking enough water. Um, they live, uh, day in and day out stressed out you know Mm -hmm. to the max and you know like when we're in it we don't think of you know the effects it's having on our body like i i I think of like people that i've talked to who um who have served at some point in the military and seen like active combat like they never thought about how much of an effect it had on them until after the effect like after they got back so like when you're in the thick of it, you're going through your day to day, like you're not thinking like, oh, I'm only getting five hours of sleep, like I need, I should be getting more sleep. Like when you're stressed out, like that's become like your new normal. Yeah. And then over time, like your body reacts and manifests itself like that's that. True. You know, like those those things manifest itself in physical form. You know, so when you see a person who may be struggling with like. Maybe they're struggling with body image and weight gain, and they're like, I just, I try and try and try. I diet, I diet, I diet. But then they're not taking care of those other areas. Well, sometimes that's a missing link, mm-hmm. you know. And that's interesting, too, because um, it's so interesting to me how everything is connected, because even something simple as if your body is too stressed out, if your, um, you know, levels are really, really high, the reality is, even if you're doing all these wonderful good things, eating well, exercising, um, your body has a way of um, trying to hold on to its safety net. So it's like, oh, I'm too stressed to like even notice that there's some good nutrients coming in my body and your body doesn't absorb it. It's like, oh my goodness, I, I, I got to focus on what's going on up here. So you do have to manage all of those things. Um, we talk about it all the time, but wellness is a full effort, right? There's not one thing that you can take out and then it's balanced. Like you have to have your diet, the way you eat, and it has to become a lifestyle. So essentially when we think about what we eat, um, that's every single bite that goes into our mouth. So not on the weekends, we get to take a break or Not after five, I take a break. Like, no, like, this is a consistent, this is what my life looks like. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I even think of, you know, like, keep in mind that even those small changes, they have multiple benefits. Mm -hmm. So, like, we talk about exercise, too, and how important that is. Like, like, for those who are stressed out, exercise is the greatest thing you can do for your body, you know. Um, because like when you're actively working out, like the endorphins that are getting released in your body actually help to their counteract the effects of of having stress on the body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes people think that 
you know, I, I need to go to the gym um, and I need to put in all this time and, and, and energy because I want to physically look better. But I mean, if you want to physically feel better, you know, like have some type of exercise in your life and make it consistent. And it may not necessarily mean that you have to go out and, and join a gym. Even if you take a, a walk around your neighborhood, you know, get out in the open air, you know, anything that you can do to keep your body, get your body active uh, so that your body releases those endorphins. So I think that's interesting too, to think about the fact that, you know, one lifestyle change can have multiple benefits for the body. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little bit. So, so I think if we had to wrap all of it up, I mean, essentially take small steps, make sure you know what your big goal is. Um, we're big on like visual boards and writing down your goals. Um, a lot of times we say things, but when you actually see it, your body can partner with what you're trying to do. So put that big goal somewhere where you can see it every single day. So it reminds your body that this is what I'm trying to change. This is what I want my life and lifestyle to look like. Um, And then set those little steps to build up to that huge goal that you're setting um, and become a way of life. Um, I think that's so, so important. Yeah. What were some other things that they can actionably do? So I I think the other thing to do is is I'm very much about like um, take time to reevaluate you know, throughout the process, because if something's not working for you uh, or something's just not in line with your core values or uh, and, and not meaning that everything's going to come naturally and easy. Um, but if it's not working, change it, you know, like um, let's say that you decided I'm going to make this huge you know, lifestyle change with the way I eat and I'm going to go straight vegan. And then you try going vegan and it's just not working for you, you know, um, everybody's system is different. And so look at what you can do to benefit yourself um, at the level that you're at and then look at making those changes. If that's like the end goal that you want, like look at making further changes down the road. You know, So I think, like you said, ultimately start with smaller goals that turn into larger goals. Um, I, I think visualizing is, is very important as well. Like if you have to, like cut your face out of a picture and put it, you know what I'm saying? Like put it on another body. Uh, yeah, put it on what you want to look like, or you know, like even write down like what do I want to feel like if I, you know, if I have something that I'm struggling with, you know, physically, like what do I want to feel like every morning when I wake mm-hmm. up? Like, you know, if I feel like garbage every single time that I wake up in the morning and throughout my whole entire day, like something is wrong. Right. And and then you had also talked about self-care, managing stress. Um, Another thing I would think like too, like sometimes you might have to be drastic with it. So like if it is really, really, really something that you struggle with and you just cannot get control over it, like this might sound super ultra crazy, but you might have to put signs on things like, hey, like this is the cause of A, B, or C. So if I'm trying to manage my weight and I know that I can't eat X, Y, and Z, put a big sign over it. Like, this is your goal. This is what's going to happen if you eat this. Don't eat it. Like, uh, because honestly, sometimes we just got to be like extreme. So because in that moment, we want to rationalize certain things and we want to reason. But I really want it and one won't hurt. But it's the one here, one there. They do add up. Yeah. And and then 
it's funny because as you say that, I, I think about how much a personality, a person's personality comes into play there. Because I'm the type of person, I, I'd move the sign, eat my cake, and then put it back. <laughs> you know, or whatever. So, I mean, like I said, that kind of goes back to knowing yourself and understanding how you operate as well, you know, to understand how you can fully take advantage of, you know, what's available. So, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Solely, sometimes you got to get rough with yourself. You got to kick your behind if that's what you really want, you know. Um, and you're worth it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you're worth it. You're worth more than not feeling good every day. You're worth more than not looking the way you want to look. You have the choice and you have the power. You can change it if that's what you truly, honestly want. Yeah. And I think of like, even for myself, I know like one of my like wake up calls was the fact that like, I want to be around for my kids as long as possible. And, and unfortunately, as, uh, as men, we don't always do the greatest job of taking care of our health like sometimes we try to put that on somebody else you know maybe our spouse or uh if we're young men you know maybe our parents or... and I, I would say even that can you know spill over to women too because i know i look at my family and it breaks my heart that you know even the women don't live very long you know um i did it one day where i took the the life of both my grandmothers and uh, I'm like, my life expectancy, I'm only going to live to like 53. Like, that's sad, you know? So the reality is um, when you make certain lifestyle decisions, it really can have an effect on your well-being in future. Yeah, well said. So hang in there, guys. Uh, continue to, you know, make changes, make uh, make decisions. Uh, every day that are going to better and like better your life and, and hopefully keep you around just a little bit longer. I know that's one of my motivations. So that's part of why we bring this content to you, to you guys. We hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, that's going to end this podcast. And like, well, make sure, you, make sure you like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Um, the podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, um, Google Play. Um, our main hub is CastBox. Um, so please, please, please share um, so that we can build more awareness. Um, because really, w when we know better, um, we have an obligation to help other people um, to learn and know better as well. Um, also, we have our YouTube channel, DNA Wellness. Be sure to subscribe there as well. Um, and share, share, share. We'll make that our tagline. When you know better, you do better, right? It's absolutely true. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, stay cool. We'll talk to you.